Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude! Feeling they love! Oh man, I'm in a different biorhythm moment right now. Those on the inside know what I'm talking about. Those on the outside, y'all gotta figure that out. Oh, man, but I got love for you guys out there. And we still got Friday Swag Away for all the members. We still giving away the book, but that's it. I don't have no more. No mas. Because <laughs> somebody guessed the 100K giveaway. And today, I will say who they may be. All right? So let's do that. I told you I'm top five when I'm hydrated, and I'm not even hydrated yet, man. But you know how we start off every show. What's up with that dude? Well, last night, I did something I haven't done in a while. Play pool. Yeah. Y'all know how to play pool? Neither. <laughs> I don't even know. I still, I'm 48 years old. Sometimes I shoot like this. Sometimes I shoot like that. Sometimes I shoot like, I don't even know how to do that. Damn, I'm going to get shot at. Uh, I don't know how to do that. I don't know where to put it. Didn't ball. Oh, I suck. I don't know. Do I look at the back of the ball? Do I look at through the ball to the other ball? I'm just so rando, dog. I suck. But I was whipping my homegirl, but <laughs> we whipping my homie up. I was tearing her up yesterday. That was good. It felt good. So now I'm going to start inviting some cats over to play some pool. Had to start small, start light, wax. Now I'm going to see what's up. Other than that, I'm eating real bad. So if I look like Puffy, not P. Diddy, just Puffy, it's because uh, I'm already back from Vegas and I feel like I already accomplished. Check my box. Look cute enough in the tank top. Tank top, not naked. I ain't. Mm, I was under that water. I was <laughs> ordering drinks like this. Yeah, bartender, water right here. Yeah, can I get another one? <laughs> like, get out the water. I'm like, nah, I go let the world see what I got because it's a whole lot. So, other than that, I had a meeting, a donation platform that's going to help us with a lot of our raffles, auctions, uh, jersey giveaways, yacht cruises, VIP cruises. I'm doing a lot of stuff giving away for the foundation. Guess what? I got to have somebody help on top of Brinks, right? So we're going to do that. And y'all going to be able, for five bucks, 
Go to a game with me. Y'all want to go to a game with me and go kick it? Man, drinks on me too. $5 raffle tickets. $10 raffle tickets. I don't know how much they're going to cost, but it's going to be way cheaper than the damn tickets. And hopefully you're the winner. Other than that, I uh, had a Q&A session. Knowing those autograph sessions with El Gallo and Rubicon. Shout out to them. A uh, bunch of salespeople there. So they, they, you know, they're in charge of a lot of liquor brands out there, including E&J. Got to love them for the Arkin Jerk. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and um, that was cool. I just gave them a bunch of uh, stories from day one of me, football player, etc. A bunch of great questions. Had a great time. So salute to them out there. And then wrapped it up with a meeting. This is why I'm eating bad because I'm having all these damn meetings. And all I'm doing, you know what the root of meat is? Eat. <laughs> right? Every eating eat. So I was just eating. I had a pastrami sandwich. You know you fat boy when you have a pastrami sandwich. I damn near went to sleep sitting there uh, eating a pastrami sandwich in the middle of a hot day. I'm doing too much. But shout out to LA84 Renata who is like my sister from another. She's amazing. Ken, her husband, great people and we looking to do great work. Because they're already doing it. I'm doing it. Let's do it together. Alright y'all. Now let's talk about something that's been great and doing it together for a long time. It's the TNT crew versus the ESPN NBA crew. And we know the difference. Let's just be real about that. And my mama, Michelle Beadle, Mama Beads, explains why TNT dominates ESPN in NBA coverage. I ain't expect this article today, but let's talk through it, right? So we know that ESPN's NBA coverage next season just going to look a little different than it did the year before, years before, because they always seem like they have some turnover, especially after this round of layoffs that included Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. There go that man again. He gone too. That's crazy. So Michelle Beadle had to speak out and say that's why TNT is dominating ESPN in their NBA coverage. Now, she was one of the hosts, as we know many of them, but one of the hosts of NBA Countdown from 2016 to 2019 before leaving the company entirely in 2019. Yep, she did the same thing as Max. Yep, they all just left me on Sports Nation. What am I to do? They leave me. <laughs> they all went to greener pastures and now hopefully even greener pastures, right? So she had an interview where she was talking about people at NBA Countdown, ESPN, uh, they've never been given a quote, a chance to marinate. She says that position, that show has never been allowed to marinate and it's sort of why you continue to see change. It's unfortunate and it's why TNT dominates because they're allowed to marinate for decades and the product is better with year after year. So that's my simple take on what I observed while I was there at ESPN. Now, you can certainly understand where she's coming from when she talks about that because she was hosting NBA Countdown, TNT, been having pretty much the same crew. There have been five that we can count right now. Let's count them out. How many people don't hosted that show? Uh, Mama Beats, yep. Maria Taylor, yep. Say Steel, yep. Doris Burke got a Doris Burke got a dose of it, yep. Hannah Storm, I forgot that. Damn, Hannah Storm, even man, that's too much turnover. I don't give a damn how talented they all are and they're all women too that's interesting i guess i wouldn't say that if they were men huh slap on you marcel shame on you but hey you ain't seen no men hosting the WNBA countdown show so ah that back at y'all all right so they're no longer employed with the company or simply are involved in the show many of them maria mm -hmm, all of them gone uh 
Maria gone from the network. Sage's still there, but she's suing the network. <laughs> Doors just got a promotion. B's gone. Hannah Storm's still there. Hannah Storm been there longer than Chris Berman. Hannah Storm in the building for a minute. Salute to her. All right, but then you flip the script and you look at TNT. Same old dudes. Same old dudes. I mean, Shaq joined them in 2011, but it's the same OG. That's it. It's Ernie, Charles Barkley, Shaq, of course, and Kenny Smith, bow-legged himself. So you look at it now, it's going to be some more turnover because Jalen Rose was on that show. Now he's gone as well. So it's a question. What is going on at ESPN's show versus what's going on at TNT show? It's pretty much simple. It's pretty much this. One is chasing the other. So therefore, if you look at it, they think TNT is the perfect model. They think what TNT is doing is it. That's the gold standard. We all agree with that, but you got to be careful when you set something as the standard. You set something as the model. You say something is perfect. Oh, I mean, look, every time I watch TNT coverage, I will admit, I'm like, damn, it's hard to do better than that. <laughs> like it's just because they got the random already calculated. It seems like like you caught that random calculated like this stuff is organized, organized confusion, right? Orchestrated, but still skillfully done. It's like, oh, you think just Barkley just went off the rails, but they kind of was like, you got the room to go off the rails. And then Shaq could go there, then they'll go at each other. Shaq could shut them down with the ring conversation. They'll just come back. Next segment, they homies again. And you think that's the perfect thing. But when you're ESPN, you're chasing that. And since you're not able to catch that, you're always chasing that. That means your job is never done, so your work is never done. So therefore, you're never done chasing and trying new things because you're trying to close that gap. They always say if you're, if you're striving for perfection, your work is never done because you're never going to be perfect. And let's be real, TNT is not perfect, even though it's the closest damn thing we got to it. Now we got problems because now you got ESPN with all this turnover, always trying to catch something. One, they may catch, but you'll never catch it this way. You'll never just keep turning over, keep turning over, not allowing relationships to blossom, just sitting there saying that's the skill set we need, let it develop. It'll never happen. This carousel of characters has proven that. You'll never close that gap. But I think in their minds, I just frankly just think they're trying to be something they're not. That's why you shouldn't compete against somebody else. What's our saying on this show? Life's a competition between you and yourself. Work on your craft, work on your show, and make sure it's the best show. Stop trying to chase and compare yourself to that because it seems like you're never going to catch it. Boba, boba, ba, ba. Ah, that's tough. That's tough. Good luck with y'all. Good luck to y'all for that one. Swag away. Friday. Y'all can get that book, Never Shut Up from me. That's who. But let's get into Dan Patrick, my dog, who wasn't himself at ESPN. He said, I was what corporate wanted. You hear that? I was what, what corporate wanted. Wow. So nearly 16 years to the day since parting ways with ESPN, Dan Patrick can reflect on a move and be proud. Ooh, that's nasty. Of his decision to break free of the worldwide leader. All right, so he was having an interview. He on his four-year left <laughs> tour, and he just signed a four-year extension. I ain't the one to be guessing, but I think I know who signed that big mega deal, and it wasn't Peyton Manning. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, remember I told you all about that uh, a few weeks ago. So during the interview, he was talking about his career and reflecting on his time back in the days when he was the man on Sports Center 
and radio at ESPN. And he said it wasn't until he left ESPN that he was able to hone his skills as a radio host. I find that interesting. Let's talk through it. I don't think I knew how to be a radio host at ESPN because I was still representing ESPN. Oh, I wanted to make sure that I was being professional and therefore not taking chances. I kind of was going through the motions of radio, making sure I didn't upset anybody. Wow. I was the ultimate ESPN employee. I was what corporate wanted and I didn't want to color outside the lines. I just wanted to do the right thing. And then I realized I wasn't having fun after about 14 years. I kind of hit a glass ceiling and I thought, well, this isn't my personality, but I was almost playing somebody on radio or playing somebody on TV. Whoa, let's talk about that. Man, you ever been caught up in that situation? Obviously, you know I have some experiences with this. Mine wasn't so much playing a role because I, I, this is one thing I did know. I didn't think that I was, how do I say it? The, I didn't think I deserved to be in the front of the line to be a broadcaster as I was in the front of the line when I retired. I didn't know. I mean, look, I knew I wasn't a Hall of Fame football player. And at that time, 2006, they basically were like, if you're a Hall of Famer, you got a job. If you're not, get in line. But I didn't have to get in line. I was like, wow, that's weird. I knew that Columbia helped. Let's be real. But I was like, I know that my football career didn't help as much. So I'm like, hmm. And then when I was in the front of the line, I was like, what is this? But I knew from the front of the line that I could not be a broadcaster. I said, I ain't going to last 10, 10 days in this thing if I go out there and do this. Hello and welcome to your next episode of Sports Nation. Like, if I came with that, I was like, dog, one, that ain't me. Two, nobody trying to see that again because that's what everybody is trying to do. I didn't want to have that mannequin type of speak. I didn't want to be that guy. I was like, I'm always going to be me. And if that works, that works. If it doesn't, well, it didn't work for y'all, but it's going to work somewhere because I am me and that is unique, right? So I've always owned like my uniqueness, you know, and I don't think a lot of people do or like Dan is saying, took them a second or a minute or an hour (laughs) or a day. (laughs) It took them a while to get to it, but I want to encourage people out there to get to theirs as well because that's what's going to set you apart. Like, that's the only thing, literally you walking in the door, the first and probably only thing that's going to separate you from everybody is owning that voice. And I ain't talking about no voice like you could pop off all the time. I'm talking about you have a unique way of digesting information and a unique way of communicating information. You have a unique way of looking at the world. You have a unique way of giving the world what you have. Like, those are the things you're supposed to keep on holding on to and making sure you go out there and show the world. Dan Patrick said it took him a second or so to do that. All right, so he got this big personality. We all know, we've all seen it now, doing the big deals and doing everything he does right now. But we also remember him there, and we're like, there is a difference, right? And then you're like, oh, snap, Colin, Greenberg, Mike and Mike. Oh, difference? So this article was trying to take it to a place respectfully that maybe had something to do with where he was. Like ESPN was a bigger brand, such a big brand that it stifled some of his talent, made his talent feel a certain way. Well, that may be true. But last time I checked, a brand never speaks. You know how it speaks? It speaks, it speaks through its culture. You know how it speaks through its culture? 
by those things that are rewarded and by those who are enforcers of that culture. So sometimes you can walk in a situation and you thinking, oh man, you shrinking because you're intimidated by what it is or you know how big it is. But in reality, it's kind of on you because why don't you stand up to it? Now, this is back in the days, though, where it was law that don't get bigger than ESPN or you won't be at ESPN, right? So maybe it was some of that. He just read the room was like, um, yeah, let me take a little hot sauce off of this. We got a lot of ads to sell around here. Make sure I can get those sold. Uh, but it is interesting that there was a blueprint at one time where they were all in the radio. They were all into their big guests. They were all into their big hosts. They were all into having big shows. And it seems like even now with the news that McAfee won't be doing radio, at least this year, it's like, that ain't the way that's not the future or at least the near future. So, uh, Dan Patrick also said that Howard Stern does it the best way. Kind of like how he does it and simulates it with the Danettes, like, they do their thing, and it's just about being yourself. Isn't it crazy? Like me now, being in this position, the two things that feel different are the topics. Like I can really like needle something. I'm like, I want to talk about that, right? Instead of like, you know, you got to talk broader on the big shows, right? And the other thing is I don't have a teammate. I don't have a co-host. I hated that shit. <laughs> Not them, it. I hated it, not them. Why it? Because man, sometimes I'm just doing a topic and now I got to do you too. I got to deal with you. Like what you talking about? Nobody, nobody agrees with that. Nobody believes that, you know, all that kind of stuff, man. It just got overwhelming at times like dog, stop lying. But you know, everyone is trying to inject fuel into their career in different ways, different fuels, different octanes, right? So, so some of my co-hosts would inject some fuel that I didn't want to really burn because I didn't want to go where they were going. I didn't want to burn up the gas doing that, but they might have said the same thing about me. But one thing about Dan Patrick that I do know and do respect is that, oh man, tremendous courage. Once he was out on his own, he not only said, I'm a bet on me, but I'm a build me up, but I'm a build myself into an empire empire. Y'all listen to me again. Empire, like for real, sucker there printing money. So it's a beautiful thing to just see that sometimes the unintended consequences can benefit you. We talked about this yesterday, right? It looks like an unintended consequence is Brock Purdy. Look where you find that. That comes from the fact that maybe Trey Lance is good or maybe he's not good. We'll figure it out. Another unintended consequence. So you just got to bet on yourself even when it seems like there are no more chips to be played. You still got your hand. You still got your cards. Go out there and play it. It's good for Dan Patrick because he says that's what happened with him, and that's why he was able to overcome and become who he is right now. So do y'all believe that ESPN does? Mm, I'm talking about stifles their talent a little bit. Uh, you can't be yourself fully there, uh, restricted by corporate culture. I was there, and I said everything I wanted to say. So I can't agree with that, but I do also understand that is a huge brand. And two, I wasn't the biggest guy on the network. So maybe you get a little closer to the sun. It feels a little hotter, even though every time I'm on a plane, it feels real cool. Y'all catch that corny joke. All right. And do y'all like this version of Dan Patrick better now or the old? Cause Dan, Dan Patrick, sucker there on Sports Center. Hey, I'm Dan Patrick. You're like, ah, oh, he was one of the greats, man. So which version y'all like it more now or then? It's a holiday right now in America. <laughs> it's the Hall of Fame game day. 
And everybody's like, what? Okay, clear the books. <laughs> Can I see my calendar? Yeah, delete. Delete all. <laughs> like everything shut down. Football is in the building, but also a winner on Friday is in the building. Friday Swagaway, one of you guys out there, one of you members can get this book. Never shut Never shut up. Drop. Where's that from? All right, so let's get into this Hall of Fame game because it got me reminiscing over you. My God, uh, where's that from? Let's talk about the Hall of Fame game because that's the first game of many guys in a failed career. Like, that's something that always gets forgotten. Like, somebody is starting their career. Like, the GOAT potentially may be starting his career today. Yeah, I said it, damn it. One of them players on the Jets so the Browns could be the GOAT. Y'all ain't say that with Tom Brady, y'all, huh? 2001, Tom Brady trots on the field first time ever in a preseason game. Did anybody say there goes the GOAT? Nope, so you may be wrong again. That's my point. But dreams realized is what I really want to talk about. So I'm going to take you all through the beats of it, right? Because obviously we all seen the draft, but we see the draft from like, I see you, Goodell, getting booed, but then every player giving you love. All right, Goodell, but what really happens? Well, you can set it up like you want. You could be at the draft if you wanted the top picks or somebody that they know that they're going to market. Or you could be the guy at the crib and just chilling. Or you could be the guy at the crib who they still got cameras on like I was, option three, um, because they like, look, you're going to go high, but uh, maybe you don't want to look so bad in that green room. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, no, nah, don't put me in that green room. That ain't it, right? So I'm glad because there was talks of me going as high as 15, end up going 52. Yeah, I know I can do that math. That's only 37 players. However, that's also 37 hours. <laughs> it felt like it took forever to go between 15 and 52. But when they finally said my name, finally heard Marv Levy. Yes, you imagine Marv Levy on line one. Hey, Marcellus, want to be a Buffalo Bill? Yeah, Marv, yeah, 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 you think, yeah, today, yeah, like right now, like right now, right here. Oh, my God, then you're talking to the great, oh, man, you're on the phone with him, you can't believe it. Mm, mm, mm. Then you're like imagining who all on the team, who ain't on the team, all the time they were in the Super Bowl. Damn, if he, why, right? You're thinking all that stuff. Then, you know, next thing you know, your life changes. How does your life change? Well, back then, email, right? Like then, you would get an email or a phone call, and all of a sudden, it would have an itinerary on it. Just be at the airport. Tickets already in your name. What? Wait a minute. I just went through college, all these years of college. I'm looking for discount rates and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, now they just like, just be at the, uh, uh, just be at the airport. Or car service. It'll just be out front. It's 5 o'clock. You're like, what? First class? What? Shrimp? On the plane? What? <laughs> so you get there and you look around and you see the names. Thomas, Smith, Reed, right? You see, God dang. And then you're like, I got to see the stadium. You walk out to the stadium, ain't nobody there. It's April. <laughs> and you look around, you're like, damn, this is where, this is where it goes down. And this is where I'm going to build my house. Yep, this is going to make this home, right? And you pump. You're like, golly, imagine all this stuff. Then you see the other players. All of a sudden, you got to get your mask back on. Hey, what's up, man? Antoine Smith. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Marcel Swat. Oh, yeah. What's up? I'm congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Go over there. Sign these balls. Are you going over? You signed those already? Oh, okay. All right. I'll see you later. Hey, take my number down. You staying over tonight? All right. All right. Let's, let's connect. Let's see what's up. Hey, you know what that is. All right. So then you're hanging. You're hanging. And you can't believe it. You And then you got $5 in your account. Then you got $5 more. Then you got commas. And you're like, what the hell going on? And you're still a youngster, right? But you got work to do. 
So your workouts, you're being smart, you're pushing yourself to the limits, but you're also respecting that you're a professional now. No risky stuff. Don't be stupid out here, right? You're getting paid to do something. So this is a lifelong dream. You got to go to mandatory minicamp back in those days, right? And you show up to mandatory minicamp and it's a bunch of grown men and you're like, all right, I'm a man too. But these men look different. <laughs> like these are old ass men, like 29, 33. And you like 21. You're like, it's my, old, it's my uncles up in here, right? But then you know them. They legends. Mount Washington, Ted Washington walking around, taking up three stalls, right? And just sitting down. What's up, Wiley? I said Wiley. And, you know, and, and just talking to men like, he's just the big lion. So it's like the Cubs got to get in place. And you're like, damn, this sucker out here punking me. <laughs> I can't believe it. But what I'm going to say, because you're not just talking to him. You're not just talking to the army that he has behind him, which is the team. You're talking to the culture and the rites of passage. And you got to pay your respects as you cross that bridge, right? So you're just taking it. You're taking the L's. Whether you want to call it hazing or not, there's another grown man talking to you like he wouldn't necessarily do in other places, right? <laughs> and you're taking it because you're just like, all right, so you get to the meeting, 8 o'clock meeting. You're getting there earlier than Tom Coughlin. Five, five minutes early is five minutes late. you like 15 minutes early. You're so scared. And you sit down in the seat. You're like, all right. I'm going to sit right here in the front. Nobody going to want this seat. All right, right here on the corner. Nobody going to want this seat. Nobody better not want this seat. And then some special teams second string cornerback in his fourth year with flip-flops on, one of them, and he's just looking at you like, <laughs> you know what that means. Get your ass up, boy. You get up, then you look for another seat. You sit down, here comes some backup linebacker. Like that. Get up again. You're like, damn, where do I sit? <laughs> so now you're sitting around. You're going to be late to the meeting damn there. You don't want to stand and looking for a seat. You don't know where to sit. Cats coming in there almost late. They get their seat. It's crazy. Hilarious. Coach gives you that big speech that pumps you up, and everybody else like, boring. And he say this shit every year. We ain't winning the Super Bowl like that, coach. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just weird. It's just crazy. And you do all that. You go on the field, and then you're like measuring who you are compared to these guys immediately. And they're not doing that to you. They are professionals. They are gearing up for the game. You're gearing up for practice. <laughs> you try to be like, I, I got this move. You want to see it? And he like, do your move. Oh, real cool, real cool. And he's just being calculated. You know, you ever see, you see it like Floyd. All right, this is a perfect example. You ever see Floyd when he's like training and sparring? It's like slow-mo, right? He's like, Da, da, da. And every now and then he go, but he ain't even punching hard. He just, da, 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 da. it's all calculated. As long as you train the brain, oh, the body gonna respond. So they ain't gotta use themselves up in practice. Meanwhile, when you're young, ah! and I remember Bruce tapped me one time. He's like, hey, young man. He was like, Wiley, slow down, man. I was like, why? I thought he was trying to like make me go slow because I was looking so good that I might take his job or something. I was like, you feel threatened? He was like, nah. He said, you're using up all your young juice. <laughs> he basically was like, look, when you get older, you're going to realize you should have saved some of that young juice. So save it while you're young, right? So you go through all that. You fast forward. You go through a year. And it, the most amazing thing about it, I'll, I'll give you this. This is just going to be something that lets you know how the game goes. So I was an 11th grader wanting a John Elway jersey. Eric Dickerson, John Elway, those are my guys. And I wanted that jersey. Mama said, hell no. Nah. I said, Mama, let me get the jerseys. How much is it? $69.99. I said, hell no, $69.99. All right, Mama. 
you cheap and broke. So that's double bad, right? So I'm like, all right, no John Elway jersey for me in 11th grade. But my first game after getting drafted in the preseason, my Hall of Fame game was where? In Denver. Buffalo Bills versus the Denver Broncos. Mile High Stadium. <laughs> for real. Hot dog. Everybody out there, a hot dog. <laughs> like, like, can't breathe for real. I'm like, God dang. And then you're out there. So we, we come out for pregame. I'm just warming up. And I'm standing here. And something was like, all right, John Elway, my guy. Like, John Elway. So I'm like, take a peek. Where Elway at? Like, we in warm-ups. I'm watching Bruce. I'm watching Phil Hansen. I'm watching all the guys. I'm like, someone told me to go look for John Elway. I'm like, all right. Where Elway at? And literally, I'm like on the 48, 49-yard line. And I turned, and like arm's distance away, y'all, was seven. Elway. And this wasn't no Foot Locker jersey. It was the John Elway. And I swear in that moment, the whole inside of me just start crying. And the outside of me start being tough. Like, yeah, I'm getting him. I'm getting him. Oh, that's Elway. But, I, you know, then I turn back around, playing it off like I'm watching us. And I'm just mesmerized by, like, my hero. Like, you know what I mean? My childhood dream. Not only am I here, but he's here. And I wanted that. And that's the real. That's the authentic right there. Man, you fast forward through that game and you play a game, it's a blur. You know, it's like Victor Wambayama's first game. Like, what the hell in summer league? You're like, what? He sucks. No, he don't suck. He just didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> it's another level, brother. I didn't do jack that game. Moral of that story was I should have grabbed Elway in pregame and hugged him because I was as close as I got to him the whole game. I ain't getting nothing. No sack, no hurries, no pressures, nothing. That was as close as I got to my hero right there. So it's an amazing experience plus more. Trillions of them. More. I'll tell you guys all of them as we develop our relationship over the years. But trust me, tonight, don't forget that somebody is starting their career tonight. And it may be not only a Hall of Fame career, I hate to say it, Tom Brady threw his first touchdown pass on me and my Chargers. You might be watching the GOAT at work tonight. Who knows? Never shut up right here in essence, letting the world know who you are. Friday Swagaway. One of the members will get that book, get that love right there. Also, it's time for us to get into some comments. Go, we gonna fuck up, fuck up some comments. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton broke code. Ooh, let's talk through this. Payton has gotten cocky, gotten cocky, for somebody, someone who's supposed to be such a great coach has won Super Bowl in 15 years, and he's talking shit. Please, well, I got none in 10. And I still talk off. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if you're going to measure the man and his cockiness level based off of how many did you win? You haven't won any. Oh, you won one. Oh, like, what are you going to say now? He only won two. Like, y'all do that to Jerry Jones. He only won three. Like, what? What? Like, uh, you can't move the goalposts like that. Plus, you got to remember, coaches are all cocky. Some of them just quiet. Some are loud, but they're all cocky. You want to know why? They are a collection of the egos in the room. Think about it. As a coach, you got to wear to where all those players respect you. You got to come in fighting fire with fire. And let me just tell you what that fire is. They all believe in themselves. So that's who that is. Can we just move on? Hackett was a bad head coach and Peyton shouldn't have said what he said to a USA Today reporter. Or he should have and just say, hey, welcome to the new era. This new media, new head coaching. <laughs> For real. 
Get these fools. They suck. <laughs> Why not? Right, we got all these rankings and levels to stuff. And then it's crazy in this world. They tell you to accomplish and achieve ascend. And then when you get up there, you got to be mute. <laughs> you you got to be eating. You, you got to be meek. You got to be quiet. You got to be you got to be nice. You got to be humble. Man, what the hell? What's the use of climbing up that high if I can't go on your lay hill? Your lay hill. If I could say it, you know what I'm saying. Y'all get the point. So here we go. Shaq and Dr. J in their top 10 list. Shaq list, while I don't agree with it, I understand it. Dr. J list is the epitome of get off my lawn. It doesn't have Tim Duncan on the list. And the only flaw in Duncan's championship run is his loss to LeBron. Oh, yeah. And LeBron not being in your top 10, hate him or love him, is ridiculous. Don't care if he's still playing. He's 20 years in. Amen, what you just said right there, like Dr. J list. I don't like to say nobody lists wrong, but that one's the farthest from being right that there could be. <laughs> he, Dr. J was set tripping, as they say in them streets. Bird is definitely top 10. I'm glad Shaq included Duncan in his top 10. He's often left off this list, but he's the greatest power forward ever. Yeah, he didn't do enough marketing for himself, right? It's kind of the uh, same thing they say about Ray Lewis versus London Fletcher. They, if you look at their stats side by side, you'd be like, blind taste test, you're like, London Fletcher was out there, what? But he didn't do the marketing like Ray Lewis did. And Ray Lewis is better in the beast, but still, don't act like London Fletcher wasn't that dude either, all right? Here's a member comment right here on the Trey Lance, really struggling. At Dab Off, Dab Off, I guess you hit one of those, man. You speak the truth. Yes, I do. I'm a diehard 49ers fan, and Trey Lance was a project quarterback. Real fans of the Niners understood that we also drafted a seasoned college quarterback from Iowa. Ooh, excuse me, Dougie Fresh. From Iowa State that had a chip on his shoulder to prove he belongs. Either way, I'm all in on the 49ers. When I was in camp, I was always told competition makes us better players as well as better men. Thanks, Mr. Wiley. You're welcome. The show is coming along nice. Keep evolving, my brother, and get that money. Hamburger. Hamburger. Damn right we're going. Now, would you say? I ain't agree with all you said. I know what you said. Like, I used to hate that competition makes you better in practice. I hate it. I told them today at this Q&A, I said, you know what's worse than playing against a beast? Playing against a, like a bona fide stud is playing with one. Because <laughs> you know why you play with one? Ah, oh, it's hell to pay. If you play against one, you play them once a year, maybe twice a year. You play with one, you play with them on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You practice with that sucker on Saturday. Rinse and repeat, do it again next week. Larry Allen on my team was way worse than Larry Allen when I just saw him here and there playing against him. Oh, Wednesday and Larry Allen looking at you. <laughs> What's up, cuz? That's how he's always looking at a little dip. What's up, cuz? <laughs> and what? <laughs> Life's change, man. Take your soul, soul snatching out there. More I listen to Marcel's, the more I like his commentary. Damn, you act like I just started. I've been 20 years in the game, god dang. He takes you behind the scenes of what's it really like for Trey. Yep, agree. Trey is actually better than what most people think, but not for the 49ers. Trey's strength is the long ball. I sat and watched his long passes of him throwing like three perfect long spiral passes. They look pretty good. But unfortunately, the Niners offense doesn't use the long ball very much. Oh, that sucks because girls love the long ball. He would be a better fit elsewhere. He is young, and I believe he, if he finds the right fit, he can do pretty good. All right. 
I'll give you that. Um, I'm hearing conflicting reports. One report that I read yesterday said the boy ain't looking that good. Then they, I hear a lot of local media saying he looks great. Well, local media, national media, whoever he dated Collins' daughter. Here's the thing. We're going to get an answer. <laughs> we can stop guessing real soon. These games going to get real. These bullets going to be live, and we're going to see what he's really about if he gets the opportunity. And they're going to put their best foot forward. So if he's the man, he's going to go out there and start. Let's see that. Last one is Trey Lance is actually the best-looking quarterback right now. See what I'm saying? Don't let the national media fool you. Just pay attention to the local media who has been at all six practices so far. He had one bad practice out of six. I really can't understand why the national media wants the kid to fail too badly. Almost makes you want to believe race is involved. Well, it's not race. I mean, look, just white quarterbacks that they've looked at and be like, oh, he sucks. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold comes to mind in recent history. I mean, they're just looking for a story. So if we expect you to be here and you are here, that ain't much a story. You're the same old dude. Oh, whoa, oh, in breaking news, a tomato is a tomato. And it's still red. You know what I mean? Versus like a tomato all of a sudden is like black but sweet and square. You're like, whoa, what happened to that tomato, right? That's what happens to you. You come in and you highly touted. You fall off or we see something wrong with your game. Media is just going to attack that. Race on that one, kind of simple, kind of lazy right there, big dog. I ain't mad. All right, let's get into some dear or damn dad dude. This is my newest favorite segment right here. Because it's pretty nice. Y'all can come at me if you want to. If you're up to it. If you're about that life, homeboy. Dwayne Rhodes. Dwayne Rhodes. That's his name. He's a member. So love to you, big dog. Appreciate it. He said, when what you love becomes your occupation, do they teach about that transition? Okay. I'm going to try and figure out what the hell you talking about. Nah, he said, <laughs> hey, they talking about like loving what you do. And then what's next that you're going to love to do? I'm assuming that's what you mean. Well, we all are equipped with more than just one skill set, more than one level of expertise. The thing is, in this world, the challenge is, as I always tell people about identity, it's not what you're going to become. You got to start off by saying what you're not going to be. And a lot of people want to say, ah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be. But what you're not going to be is going to show you a lot of who you are and who you're going to become because you got to start eliminating stuff, right? A lot of times, once you get to one thing, you haven't eliminated enough other things to know clearly what that one thing is. And more importantly, what the next thing is. So a lot of athletes don't have their plan B in tow because they saw, they were just so focused on, I'm going to be a baller. I was like, all right, let's try this another way. What don't you want to be? Oh man, shoot. I don't, I don't want no nine to five. That's very vague, <laughs> being vague here. And that's my point. Like, it's okay to go through the process, the thought process of trying to find your passions, uh, not just your passion. Okay, last one. Um, at Marcellus, what's your top 10? Uh, I assume through stereotype, you mean rap. <laughs> I don't think uh, top 10, maybe, oh, you, God, see, I got caught slipping. Maybe you want to know my top 10 in basketball. It's crazy. Everybody always want to know my top 10 in rap because I DJ. Gobble, 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 gobble. All right, basketball, my top 10. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Will Chamberlain. Damn, I only got four. Kareem, five. Kareem should be higher. Um, Duncan. Uh, 
Yeah, I, uh, now you got to throw in like one or two old timers. I, I ain't doing it. Kevin Durant, seven. Steph Curry, eight. Um, who am I forgetting? Carl Malone, nine. Kobe, I'm not lying, y'all. Kobe's ten, niche. Nine or eleven? He's between nine and eleven. Kobe's in there, though. Throw Kobe in there. Then I'm gonna get slapped in the back of the head. Somewhere. I'm like, you forgot. You know, you can throw Jerry West, Elgin Bader, all that. Man, I ain't see them play. I can't lie to y'all. I got respect for him, but I ain't see them play. All right, y'all. Now, for y'all, the moment you've been waiting for. Who in the hell, Wiley? Who in the hell is going to win that jersey? And when they pick up the jersey, nothing but cards going to fall out. Because they're the one who guessed the 100K contest, right? They're the one who got the exact day and time or closest to it during our contest, which lasted about a week or two, somewhere in that world of when we were approaching and now passing 100,000 subscribers. So the winner of the 100K contest is Mike56B. Yes, two weeks ago, like I said, two weeks ago, this what he wrote. This is gangster. He said, I think you averaging about 7750 sub a month. You at 93,000 today. So my guess is somewhere around the end of the month or beginning of next month. Therefore, I shall conclude Tuesday's show, August 1st at 7 p.m. Yo, Mike, you were three minutes off. Wow. Mike was three minutes off. It was at 657. We went over 100,000. So congrats to you. Now, second place was only 30, 37 minutes off. Third place was like 12 hours off. Y'all did a good job, man. Like, respect to y'all. Salute to y'all for just playing along with me. I'm a big-ass kid. I like doing stuff like this. Got to make up reasons to give y'all stuff, and I'm going to keep doing it because it's fun, and we can do it our way. So, so, so congratulations once again to you, Mike, for all of your great work in your Miss Theo class that allowed you to look in that crystal ball and figure out when we went over 100K. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish with a Wiley-ism. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait until it's dark to see who's really with you. Now, that's interesting. And it ain't for the reason I think that hits us first. Wait until it's dark to see who's really with you, right? Woo! Now, we all think of adversity. Then you see who really with you, who down with you. I caught that layer, too. But this is the other layer. How do you see people? In the dark, like wow, how counterintuitive! Like, wait a minute, it's dark. Then I ain't just talking about like, I'm talking literal, and I'm talking about circumstantial. And it's dark, and now I'm gonna see who's still with me, but I can't see right now. Ah, <sighs> right when you down and out, you're like, man, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But that's when you're supposed to see who's with you, but you can't see. Ah, <sighs> so you know what they're really saying? Is who are you going to be able to lean on, to have blind faith with, right? Who are you going to be able to trust? Who are you going to know that's going to pick you up by your other senses, right? They go, you're just going to be able to feel them right there, right? They're going to be able to guide you. You can hear them, right? Oh, man, isn't that dope? Like, that's a dope-ass lyric, right? Wait until it's dark to see. Enough. He ain't got to say no more. But who's really with you? Golly. Woo! 
So think about this. When you're going through some circumstances, some adversity in your life, and you're trying to figure it out, and you're trying to see which way is up, and you're trying to figure your way out of the situation, remember, it's dark. You may not see clearly. And don't be so hard on yourself because you can't see clearly because you found yourself in this trap. You found yourself in this hole, right? So that's one level of it. Like, it's okay. You can't see right now. It's like when a kid gets hurt. <laughs> Kids hyperventilate. God, don't. If I see another kid act like he about to die because he tripped and fell, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, man, Woo. Mm, ah, I'm here. Relax. <laughs> it's all going to start coming together when you relax. But you know what? That kid cannot see anything but what he's feeling in that moment. That kid can't see an inch farther than his nose. All he sees is, this hurts, this is life, and this sucks, right? Well, we have matured past that place. So when you get caught up in a bind, adversity, remember, you may not be seeing it clearly right now, but that's okay, because that's part of the test, part of the circumstances. And, and, and whoever is there with you who you can't see, are the ones you need to ride with. Man, damn it. So wait until it's dark to see who's really with you. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.